Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about the National Science Foundation's Scholarship for Service Program, and we're talking, talking with Victor Piotrowski, the Lead Program Director of the program. Victor, thanks so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your role as Lead Director of this program? Uh, I have been a professor of computer science at uh, different universities, in the, mostly in the Midwest, in the United States, for about 20 years. And I recently joined the National Science Foundation as a lead program director of the Scholarship for Service program. I'm originally from Poland, as you can probably tell uh, with my accent. Um, that's probably in a short statement. Okay, well, Victor, let's talk about the Scholarship for Service program. Maybe you can describe its origins and its intent. Uh, it started about 10 years ago when we had a first uh, uh, serious attack on the United States called Code Red, and then um, the anti-terrorist char Richard Clark under the Clinton's administration uh was leading the effort to contain that attack on the White House, and uh, essentially they realized that uh, cybersecurity does not exist in this country. It was 1998, just 10 years ago. It was just a handful of university programs uh, mentioning computer security. And uh, right after that attack, there was, uh, they started thinking how quickly they can encourage university to introduce curriculum. And then... Um, Janet Reno, I think. Janet Reno suggested uh, ROTC-like model, and uh, that was the start of SFS. That was a couple of years delay. That was the legislation. This is one of those programs that is mandated by the Congress, and uh, the legislation went through in 2000. It was signed, actually, by the next president, President Bush, and uh, we awarded the first the first money, the first award uh, in 2001. Now, my understanding is this is a program both for undergraduates and graduates. Could you describe how the program works at those levels? Uh, well, we don't distinguish really between the levels. Uh, uh, we distribute money to the universities, and uh, university recruits students. The, the, the formal requirement is that uh, the student will be supported in the last two years of their education. It might be the last two years of undergraduate education, the last two years of master degree, or the last two years of PhD. The most popular choice is the middle one. We have about close to 80% of students choosing master degree option. Uh, we have probably 18% undergraduates and one or 2% PhD students. So, Victor, how does a prospective participant apply for this program, and really what, what can they end up getting toward their education? What type of a scholarship would they receive? Well, it's, it, I think it is one of the most generous uh, scholarships I've ever seen. Uh, let's start with the application process. Uh, the website I would recommend is maintained by, by uh, OPM, Office of Personal Management, and the URL is www.dot 
sfs.opm.gov. Uh, on that website, there are, there are uh, links for future future potential students, for uh, agencies that want to hire our students, and links for universities that want to get more information about the program. So this is probably the, the best place to, to learn about the program. Um, how a student become a part of our program? Well, we don't distribute money directly to students. We don't award scholarship to a student. So the student has to choose from that website one of currently, I think, 26 institutions and apply directly to, to one of those universities. And if the student is selected uh, by the university, it will automatically uh, receive NSF money. Uh, that will cover typically, it, the things might vary between institutions, but a typical award includes tuition waiver, so the student does not pay tuition, uh, room and board, monthly stipend that might range from $800 to $1,000, um, and travel money, books, supplies, essentially everything is covered. That's very good. That's better than playing sports. Right. <laughs> Victor, where are the students being placed once they've gone through these programs and completed the, the scholarship for service? Um, well, in the early stages of the program, around 2003 and 2004, we ran into a very difficult problem. We had students that completed the program. We started graduating the first cohorts in 2003. And very few federal agencies realized that the program exists. Also, very few of them had ready positions for computer security or cybersecurity uh, 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 employees. So we had students that um, were, were willing to, to, to uh, uh, work for the government, but the gov we, did, we have very, very few openings. So around this time, there was an effort to streamline the process, and what we did is we created a, uh, a job fair. So every January, we have a job fair when we invite uh, a lot of federal agencies. This year, uh, we had 58 uh, agencies. Essentially, we have to send some away, um, and we had 160 students that attended the job fair. Those are the students that are not placed yet, and they are still looking for job uh, from the current cohort. So we have 58 agencies competing for 160 students. So I think this is an excellent, excellent ratio from the students' point of view. Sure. And now it would seem that cybersecurity is going to be a big part of the Obama administration. Where do you see career opportunities going forward for students that might be a part of the um, SFS program? Uh, I, I think I think that it is it is right right time that, that we see enormous activity in cybersecurity. Uh, just two days ago, the uh, legislation was introduced in the U.S. Senate, and that legislation. Uh, proposes to create a high-level office under the White House, the Cyber Security Office, essentially more or less as important uh, as position as high as National Security Council, 
under the president. Uh, there is also, a, currently we are in the middle of so-called 60-day review that President Obama asked Director of National Intelligence conduct, and as far as I know, uh, that uh, review also will be recommending the office under the White House. Um, that currently, military and intelligence networks are protected by national security agencies. Civilian networks are protected by the Department of Homeland Security. And, um, and there's a lot of criticism of that model. So they want to unify this under one office, very, very highly positioned under the White House. Uh, the openings are enormous. During the January, the number of openings for students, the, the, during the January job fair, one of our key speakers was our former student, former SFS student, Michelle Kwan, who is currently leading U.S. CERT. U.S. CERT is the unit that protects uh, Internet within the United States. And when she gave her uh, uh, keynote address at the end she said by the way I would like to hire today 12 of you so she started collecting resumes so it, it, it's just enormous opening her unit expanded from 40 people last year I think to about 250 this year so it, it, it's multiplying by you know, orders of magnitude that's very good now for prospective students that might be interested in this is there any one or two things you really would like them to know about the scholarship for service program? Yes. Uh, the, the first thing is uh, that uh, this very competitive program. It's, I, I know some universities, if you look at the list of universities that participate, we have a, a, a huge diversity. We have a state universities, for example, Mississippi State. We have famous private universities like John Hop, Johns Hopkins. Uh, so there is a variety, but regardless where the student tries to apply, there will be a huge competi co competition. So we really look for students with strong students with a high GPA, not necessarily purely computer science because we perceive security as interdisciplinary uh, uh, area. So we look for students that are generally good, interested, are committed um, to, to the mission of the program. Uh, that's that's one aspect. Uh, the other aspect is that the students have to remember that there is a commitment at the end of, of, of the program, and we expect them to work for the government. The minimum commitment is two years, but we certainly hope that most of them will enjoy that work and will stay beyond those two years. So these are the kind of uh, characteristics of the students that I would be looking for if, if, if selecting for the program. Well, given the state of the economy right now, I've got to think that the Scholarship for Service program is a very attractive option for people that are looking either to to start a career in information security or transition into one. It sounds like a wonderful program. It is. It, it, it's, I, I received several phone calls this spring. Uh, we, are, we haven't dispersed this year money yet. We expect to do this within the next 60 days. However, I receive unusual phone calls from... Um, some places saying that they receive unusual volume of highly qualified students from really top uh, uh, level universities. So this is this. Yeah, I think that confirms what, what you are saying. Also, maybe this is the moment that I would like to introduce uh, uh, Corby Hovis, who is a program director within our division, and 
maybe he could comment on on the efforts of extending this program into two years colleges. Sure, I'd be happy to hear that. Sure, the, you know, the program was not, the FFS program itself was not aimed at two-year colleges, yet we realize there is a significant role that people with um, an associate degree or some certificates that, uh, you know, might be at that, uh, that general level could play in defending uh, uh, infrastructure. And so um, we have worked for several years now in one of the programs we have, which primarily serves uh, two-year colleges to develop a number of um, cybersecurity education projects, and we have several centers that have uh, really built up curriculum at the two-year college level. Um, so uh, there is some uh, some uh, need, we feel, to uh, to combine these two, two efforts, and some of the students in some of our two-year programs have indeed gone on into the FFS uh, program at the bachelor's level and the master's level and, uh, and uh, earned, earned degrees. So um, we feel like there is a good... Uh, Good opportunity to um, to uh, develop a, a natural uh, uh, pipeline there at all levels to uh, to get students uh, into the workforce. So we are protecting the uh, the critical infrastructure. That's excellent, folks. Do you think at some point you might be working with people within the workforce as well as well that might want to transition out of a current career in information security? Well, if if the our capacity is increased, and there is a lot of signs that it will be, uh, then definitely we'll be reaching further. Right now, we have very limited capacity with the amount of funding that we have. We are probably uh, using entire money for, for new students. Uh, there are recommendations uh, from different uh, bodies uh, to increase our program between four and eight times. So I, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but that kind of increase will definitely allow us to reach um, to those folks who want to requalify, change, change uh, their career uh, towards computer security. Very good. One more time, Victor, where can people go to get more details about the Scholarship for Service program? Well, the best the best place is the website www.sfs.opf.gov. gov Very good, Victor. Thank you so much for your time and your insight this morning. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Victor Piotrowski, lead program director with the National Science Foundation Scholarship for Service Program. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.